With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pigskin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize of up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me. Chase, um, I want to know how you're doing, but I also want to know... If you've taken a peek outside yet today, what's it looking like over there? So first I'll start with uh, what it looks like outside. Uh, what it looks like to me is all the snow melting from the last few days. It, it's, there's no snow coming out right now. We had a bunch of snow uh, not too long ago, but it's pretty much all melting. There's not much left in my yard. Uh, there's none on my driveway or anything like that. So that's a little sad. Um, but me, I'm doing okay having some audio computer issues. Uh, just being frustrating, annoying, but we're working around it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm the complete opposite when it comes to outside. I'm looking out my windows right now. There are just flurries coming down, flurries of snow. Uh, the street right out in front of me, it's black asphalt. I can't see any of that. It's just completely covered by snow. When I woke up and opened the windows today, I was kind of shocked. But, I mean, I don't really keep up with weather reports or news or really much of that unless it's sports related. So uh, I had no idea it was coming, but hey, I'm glad it's here and maybe it's going to make it make its way towards you because uh, I am west of the state in comparison to your location. But uh, yeah, well, on tap today for the Bolts broadcast, everyone, we're going to be talking about a big trade, blockbuster trade. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, I would be shocked, but we're going to be talking about that a little bit. We're going to be talking some more COVID protocol stuff stuff, 
Going to be talking about NBCSN and their future. Then, of course, we're going to be talking about our game review and preview for our Tampa Bay Lightning after the break. And then we're also going to be talking about the NWHL. So a lot of good stuff coming up on tap. But first, Chase, we got to talk about the blockbuster trade. It's the biggest thing that has happened in hockey so far this season. And I, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how it all comes out. So in case anyone didn't see it, I'd be uh, kind of surprised. I ended up being uh, P.L. Dubois and a third-round pick, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, for Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic. So P.L. Dubois heading to Winnipeg, then Laine and Roslevic are heading to Columbus. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting because, you know, we, we know that P.L. Dubois, he wanted out, requested a trade in the offseason, and Line kind of same boat, and really same thing with Roslovic, too. He wasn't able to get a contract, but goes to Columbus, he gets one, uh, should be in the lineup. I think the Roslovic like, addition is great for Columbus. I think that one makes a lot of sense. The Line one's going to be interesting. It's not really a torch type of player, but we'll, we'll see what he can do. Uh, you know, Line is going to kind of have to carry that offense there instead of being able to be supported. So we'll see if he's able to do that. And then for P.L. Dubois, I think that works out really well. They need that center depth in Winnipeg. Um, you know, he's going to slot in immediately as, you know, a top six player for them. He's going to play a lot of minutes, going to get a big role. So it, it could work out very well for both teams, but I just, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the line A part. Yeah. And I think currently uh, both teams should be happy because they had disgruntled players on each side leaving. So uh, when you have disgruntled players, it's not going to work out no matter what you do. You saw P.L. Dubois versus the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one. He looked terrible. I think he only played like three minutes of ice time. It all came in the first period. He was sat out for the rest of the game. So when that happens, you need to get him out. And to get back Line A and Roslovic, a phenomenal job by the GM over in Columbus. Um, but like Chase said, He's not sure how it will work out. I agree. I saw a tweet that I thought was absolutely hysterical. I apologize. I do not have it on hand, so I can't give a shout out to whoever tweeted it. But it was P.O. Dubois wants out of Ohio and Line A wants out of Manith- or, uh, out of Winnipeg. So Line A gets sent to the American Winnipeg and P.L. Dubois gets sent to the Canadian Ohio. I thought it was absolutely hilarious because uh, it just seems like they want to be bigger stars and a bigger market. And that's not what they got. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, it's, just, it's just weird because, you know, this is what, kind of what you said. Like they're, uh, I mean, in terms of like, of like the hockey part, they're d- different markets, but in terms of like the social aspects in life, it is kind of similar where it's just, it's kind of, you know, mundane, not necessarily a whole lot to do. Um, you know, Pierre Dubois, he, whether, you know, anything was admitted or not, he for sure wanted to go to Montreal. He, he's a, he's a Quebec guy. He's a, he's a French Canadian. He wanted to play in Montreal. Um, obviously he is a kid, you know, he's still like on, on not the ELC, but you know, he's, he's not at the age where he can have a no trade clause, so he can't control where he goes. So he wasn't able to end up there, but regardless, if these, these guys, if they want to have success in their NHL careers, they need to embrace these changes. They need to step up to the plate, regardless of where they're playing. It doesn't matter. You got to do your job. If you're not going to do your job, then, you know, you're not going to be held, held on for long and you might get shipped off again to an even worse city. You might just not get contracts. So the guys are going to have to live with what they got and really perform. 
Yeah, and I'm excited to see what they can do with their teams. Obviously, Line not available right now, being injured. Um, however, we expect to see him during the season at some point, and I'm excited to see how they both perform. Obviously, it's going to take a little longer because they have to go across the border, and then they have like a, a 10-day or 14-day uh, mandatory um, isolation so that they can you know control the covid situation uh, so it's going to be a little bit until we see each player for their new respective teams however i'm very excited to see it this is our first big blockbuster where superstars from both teams got traded since i chase and i think pk suban and shea weber we might be wrong but it seems like every other big blockbuster trade like eric carlson uh the other side was just getting prospects and picks so when it comes to two big names swapping teams uh this seems to be the first one since shea weber and pk suban so very excited to see how it works out but chase we talked about how we're not even sure if this is gonna be uh a long-term thing we wouldn't be surprised if two three years down the line they're on different teams or even this year because line's contract ends this year if he tries to uh you know not re-sign with columbus and obviously he's got the rfa uh restrictions but we wouldn't be surprised if this is not a permanent thing yeah i mean it it just it if they don't step up to the plate like they're supposed to or if they don't fully embrace the teams, yeah, I mean, they very well could be moved yet again or end up walking free agency. I have a hard time believing that both these guys finished their careers with the teams around anyway. Uh, just, you know, it, when you go to your second team, like if you play in the league for a little bit, it's not likely that you stay with that team the whole time anyway. Just It's just kind of how the statistics work out. Um, so it, it really would be shocking for them to be there long term. Uh, it, it would also if one of these guys stays though and the other doesn't between Peel Dubois and Line, like if Peel Dubois stays in Winnipeg but Line walks from Columbus, like that that's that's a tough blow. That's just big players that you're losing. Um, I mean, Line is what he's in his four, fourth, fifth season. He's in his fourth season or fifth, whatever the hell it is. Doesn't regardless, he's not that far off from his uh, UFA status. I don't know what his contract status currently is. I don't remember how long it was, but like he's someone that could easily walk soon. So that would be a huge blow for Columbus. Yeah, absolutely. But we are now going to move on to some COVID protocol talk uh, as the Washington Capitals, they're without some superstars because of these COVID protocols. Yep. So it was really they're kind of the Russians, Ovi, Orlov, Kuznetsov and Samsonov, all four of them. uh, They broke COVID protocol. They were together hanging out in the team hotel room. Uh, Regardless what what the rule is, whether it's kind of dumb, you know, they're around each other in the locker room and on the ice, but they can't hang out off the ice. It's you know, and it, it's it's a little dumb to be honest, but regardless, the rule's the rule. A captain should know that. And Simsonov ended up uh, actually testing positive for COVID. So now that that happened, you know, they, they he doesn't have to actually quarantine a little bit longer. So just irresponsible, bad decision by the captain and by the other Russians. Uh, they're hurting their team significantly. These are all huge players for the team. Um, so hope you know, hopefully Washington can get around them. But it's 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 just a really tough look. Yeah, it's a it's a super tough look. And initially, we didn't know about the positive test for Samsonov. And like when it first got announced about this, I, I was like, that's kind of a I agree with you. That's, that's a dumb rule that these guys are 
on the ice together. These guys are in the locker room together, but they can't be in the same, you know, hotel room just hanging out. And obviously we talked about how it's a rule. So you follow the rules, even if it is a rule that you don't necessarily agree with. Well, now that there's the positive test, like you mentioned, it definitely looks a lot worse because now you got to think what did Samsonov give? And then also, how did he get it? You know, um, must have been doing something. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a really tough blow for the Caps. And it's it's definitely an even harsher blow when you know that there's only 56 games and compared to 82 games. So uh, the team is going to desperately need them when they get back to step up and perform and take this team to a high level because they're already in one of the toughest divisions, if not the toughest division in the NHL currently. And now without their, without four of their superstars, that's going to suck. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a couple games dropped. You just, you just don't win missing that many key players. Um, like they can still pull out wins, but you're not going to be like a great team without those players, of course. So hopefully they can get back soon. Washington can get back on track and they have no issues going forward. Absolutely. Well, Chase, we're now going to be talking about NBCSN, a platform that I think most American hockey fans are quite aware of because you have Wednesday Night Rivalries on NBCSN, Doc Emmerich, legendary sports announcer, sports broadcaster. He was really the face of NBCSN as well as NBC uh, when it came to hockey. But uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like they're going to be around for much longer. No, they are not. End of 21, NBCSN is shutting down. Uh, uh, you know, th- this sucks for, really, hockey in general. Um, you know, I, even non-hockey fans, odds are they had, if they have NBCSN in, like, in their cable, they have an idea that hockey's being shown in there on certain days, so they might come across it when they start watching it that way. Well, now they're going to be moving to USA Network, and I will, let's be honest, people aren't going to really... Th- thing to watch hockey as much on USA Network. They're not going to think to look there. Um, how's this going to work on like a Wednesday night? Because don't like they they have shows and programs that they show. So are, is Wednesday night rivalry night just going to be gone and they're showing less uh, nationally televised hockey? If so, that'd be a terrible mistake by NBC and the NHL. Uh, I hope that I, I honestly hope that the NHL can come up with a different deal. As, as much as I don't like ESPN because of lack of hockey coverage, that's probably the best route if they can work a deal with ESPN at some point. That'll uh, get them more national coverage, more more broadcast rights instead of really just having NBC and USA because USA is just it's just a, not a good place to find sports. Like it, it's the only sport that ever be shown there. It's just so dumb. It, it makes me angry. In case you can't tell. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I also read that they're going to be showing some games on Peacock, which is NBC's new streaming platform, and. I, I don't like that either because, I mean, when you hear Peacock, you don't think that's a hockey streaming, uh, you know, website or, or streaming platform. So I, I don't know. And I don't like that you have to, you know, download a separate streaming platform just to watch some hockey games. So I think it's a bad move overall, like Chase mentioned. But uh, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. That's that's what we're going to have to watch. And luckily for the Canadians, they still have TSN. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. But uh, unfortunately for us, that is the case. But uh, we should see the 
NHL playoffs still be, you know, in the limelight, a lot more NBC games when it comes to the playoffs, especially the Stanley Cup finals. So uh, that'll be good. It's just some regular season games, a little bit more limited, which is unfortunate. And yeah, I'm very interested to see what they do with the, you know, big promo games like Wednesday Night Rivalry. Uh, How is that going to work with USA or Peacock? I'm very interested in that as well. Yeah, it's 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 going to be strange because like if they show it on USA Network, it's just like it's just going to make me angry. Uh, I you know I already said it. I, I don't have much more to add. I just think it's a dumb decision. You know I got I, I guess I'll have this one last thing. I get that NBCSN. It's really honestly good for nothing else but hockey. So it, it makes sense. Um, it's kind of like how Comedy Central without South Park they would collapse. So. I, I get it. It's it's not a uh, service that's making you enough money, so you're moving on, but it's just still annoying. Yep, for sure. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. After the commercial break, we're going to be talking about the past two Tampa Bay Lightning games and look forward to some future games with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're also going to be talking about the NWHL, so we will be right back. What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys, all the way down to artists who are unsigned, where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, and we are back a little... Tampa Bay Lightning talk coming at you now as we review these past couple of games against Columbus and look forward to our next two games, our next series against the Carolina Hurricanes. But Chase, let's talk about the Columbus games. Um, first game, we got the win 3-2 to two in overtime. Second game didn't go as planned as the Blue Jackets looked to have a little bit of a boost without P.L. Dubois. They took that one 5-2 unfortunately. Uh, but we talked about how we expected the team to be better after this six day break because, you know, more time to get some practice, get the power play rolling, uh, get some more chemistry between the lines. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't see that. I actually thought the team looked um, kind of 
I don't want to say slow, but I, I thought they looked better the first two games against Chicago, and that could be because of the opponent, obviously. Uh, I think Columbus is a better team than Chicago, but I, I thought I saw some miscommunication between the defense and Vasilevsky at times. I also thought Vasilevsky had a couple of weak goals, like the game one uh, when Bjorkstrand put one in, it was kind of a soft goal. The third goal in game two by Gavrikov was kind of soft, and then the miscommunications I was talking about. I mean, Mikhail Grigorenko was able to scoop up a loose puck behind Vasilevsky when he was the furthest player from it. When you have Victor Hedman and I think it was Jan Ruda in front of the net, like they just weren't looking for the puck. So uh, overall, I thought the team kind of didn't look as good as I expected, I guess. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's kind of true. Uh, you know, they, they look like for the most part, all right in the first game second game not really so much it was more of a struggle um you know the first game in terms of like the, like the stats you know we, we outshot uh some struggles on the power play but out hit blocks are pretty much even uh you know there's there's a good spirited fight in that first game too between lucia and nick felino uh so it's always good to see a, a little bit of fisticuffs and show some heart in the game but uh you know it, it wasn't i like, got too spectacular of a game by any means and then game two was you know d- disappointing underwhelming the team just they just looked like they they didn't have it. Uh, this, this Columbus roster is not a very good one, especially without Pierre Dubois in. Um, you know, I know I know he wasn't just wasting up a lineup spot in that second game as he was in the first game, not playing like really at all. So that you know they gave opportunity to other guys, but it, sh- it should not have been a five to two type of game. Like like the the talent level between these two teams is just too large for Tampa to look kind of that out of it the whole time. Yeah, I agree, and this is. Not a not a not a panic or anything. Obviously, we got a lot of games left, and the team's three and one. We're off to a great start. Uh, I just thought it was a little weird that you know you and I both expected them to come out on fire, come out and look a little better than they did, and that wasn't the case. Uh, however, like I said, the competition was different, and also John Tortorella. Uh, I hats off to him. I think he's a top five coach in the league, if not the best coach in the league. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to call him the best coach in the league, but he's a guy who gets the most out of his players, that's for sure. I don't want to call him the best coach because, you know, they haven't done much as a team in terms of playoffs. They've had such little success there, so I'm not ready to give him that tag. But, I mean, he, he is uh, he is a very good coach. He's, he doesn't get the love because of, like, people don't like the way he carries himself, but the truth of the matter is players want to play for him. Yeah, and the fact that he was able to get this team to the playoffs last year uh, I, I thought was crazy. I thought they could have been a, a bottom five, bottom ten team just based off of the talent they had on paper. Wasn't the case. They played tremendously. Um, and they're actually doing pretty solid so far. In the Discover Central Division, they currently sit second, two, two, and two, six points only behind our Tampa Bay Lightning, who is in first. Um, but a, a decent little series. It's going to be exciting to go up against them again, and maybe the next time we go up against them, they'll have Jack Roslovic and Patrick Line. But we'll move on to our next series, and that's going to be against the Carolina Hurricanes. The first game is on Tuesday at 7, second game Thursday at 7. Uh, this is a team that I think is a top two in the division. Chase thinks they're a top three team in this division. Uh, really good young superstars, including Sebastian Ajo and Chase's boy, Andre Svechnikov. So these are going to be must-watch TV. Yeah, they really are. And I, I don't want to forget to mention, 
you know, in, in the second game of that Columbus series, Mitchell Stevens did get hurt. Uh, he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. Kind of went down awkwardly. It looked like something with his ankle or foot. Uh, I don't think it's a diagnosis yet, but it, it didn't look good. And he's in a lot of pain. He had to be helped off the ice. So we for sure won't have him in this series. Odds are I won't have him for, you know, maybe a couple months. Um, so hopefully he gets better. But next man up. So going into this Carolina series, um, you know, that's not a complete lineup changer, complete game changer, not having him in the lineup, but it does make a difference. Um, I still think, you know, we're, we're kind of the better roster all around. Uh, there's a lot of talent I like on that Carolina team, but when it comes down to it, the goaltending is just brutal. If, if they ever found a legit goaltender, I mean, they, they'd be a top team in the league. It's just the facts. But Peter Morazic, he, he, he is not it. Um, you know, it, it's clear. So this shouldn't be something that there's too much trouble for Tampa in. Yeah, and I am a little surprised that they haven't gotten off to a hotter start when it came to, uh, you know, scoring. They're averaging three goals a game, which is pretty solid. But when I just think of the names that they have up front with, you know, Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, like I mentioned, Tivo Teravainen, um, Martin Nekesh, like they've got a lot of young studs that can put the puck home. Uh, so I expected a little bit more out of them at this point. But obviously coming off of a what two month break and only like two weeks of camp you can't expect too much i guess uh but i'm, I'm very excited because you're gonna see just superstars all around the ice obviously Braden point victor headman and steven stamkos on our side and then on their side they got the names i just continue to mention and i apologize but these these two young studs on the carolina hurricanes I would not be shocked whatsoever if they are both top 15, top 20 players for the rest of their career, maybe even higher. Well, my full honest opinion is that, I mean, Svechkov is not going to be the next Ovechkin, but he's kind of take that. He's going to take that Ovechkin role uh, in terms of his like presence in the NHL, where he's going to be the perennial like leading goal scorer or just close to being up there. Uh, once Ovi retires, like I, I think Svechkov is just the best combination of, goal scoring ability and goal scoring sense um like compared to anybody else in the league he just has a nose for the net he has an incredible shot he's plays a similar style to Ovechkin not as physical but you know like he, he shoots it similarly he, he plays offensively pretty similarly so there's a lot to like with Svechkov going forward I think Svechkov is going to be a top 10 player going forward personally uh this is going to this year is really going to be his it, it sucks if, if they had a full season I'd say this would be his true breakout year uh, with the shortened season, it might, it might change things up a little bit, but I still think he's going to show everyone really how good he is, even better than last year. And then next year, just look out. Like, he, he could be someone who's a perennial 50-goal scorer. Absolutely. Well, Chase, I don't know about you, but I, I think I'll split the series when it comes to predictions. Uh, I think that with these back-to-back games against the same opponent, it kind of makes it hard to sweep a team just because obviously the coaches, if if there is good coaching, and I think Brendan Moore is a pretty good coach, um, and obviously John Cooper is a great coach, um, the coaching will adjust. If, if they lose the first game, there will be adjustments to try to take the second game. I think it's going to be very hard to sweep unless the talent just really isn't there like we saw in the first series, Tampa versus Chicago. Uh, so I'm going to do a 1-1 split. I don't know where you're sitting at, but that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat. 1-1 uh, split's fair. 
This could be a game, a series where it goes 2-0 for Tampa. I don't think Tampa's going to drop both. I, I just think the team's too good and, and will adjust too like, strongly if they end up losing the first one. So 1-1 one, one is a fair split. Um, I couldn't tell you which one I'd prefer or think each one's going to win. I'd say maybe um, Tampa wins the first one, Carolina wins the second one, if I had to really put my money on it. But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that one. And then our next series is against the Nashville Predators. And we'll be talking about that in the next episode. But for now, we move on to talk about the NWHL. Chase, we got some news about their season starting. Yeah, so the NWHL, they normally play like like a five-month season. Uh, A little different this year. They're going to be playing a two-week bubble-type season, kind of like almost like a tournament. Uh, they're in Lake Placid, and all the, all the teams are there. The season kicked off on Saturday. Uh, so a two-week kind of tournament where we played. Uh, the winner of it all wins the Isabel Cup, which is the championship for the NWHL. But, you know, it's good for the NWHL. Uh, they signed a deal with NBCSN this offseason, so, you know, they're, they're getting some good uh, – what the hell's the word I'm showing? They're 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 getting a good showing. Uh, they're they're making some money, which is you know what a league like this really needs. They they need money to help continue to grow. Uh, you know if if they can continue to grow and the sport grows for you know girls hockey, youth hockey below that that'd be great. Uh, so hopefully they can showcase their skills and um you know obviously that's not going to turn into a long term deal for NBCSN because they're closing. But hopefully they can find something uh, going into next season. Yeah, that that kind of sucks to sign a deal with NBCSN, and now we get the news that they're going to be basically off air and by the end of 2021. So that that really stinks. However, great to see the NWHL actually getting some play time because, I mean, at, at this point, I think the worst case scenario for that league would be not playing at all. So uh, it's nice that they are going to be able to play Lake Placid. Awesome location to play. Uh, we talked about how there's going to be a couple NHL games there later on this year. But uh, I think that's awesome. Playing in a bubble, a two-week kind of tournament. Very excited for that. And to get the publicity of being on NBCSN, if only if it is only for you know two weeks or whatever, um, it's, it's still going to be great for them. So very excited about that. Yeah, hopefully it just turns into something bigger and better. Absolutely. All right, Chase, we will now move on to Hockey Name of the Day because that's all we got on tap for the episode. Um, So I will scroll down here and we'll see what we got. Oh, and we also talked about, so Chase and I have a buddy, John. He was on, he's been on our other show, the WNP Sports Pod. Um, He is absolutely terrible at pronouncing names. Like, if you think I'm bad, like, raise that to what, Chase? Like, times 100, multiply my difficulties times 100, and that's how bad our buddy John is. Yeah, at least, you know, saying same things like Zach Wernuski, like, like where, where do you see a second W and it's E-N? Like, it's 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 bad. Like there, there's some super easy. And, and even like, I mean, hard, the harder ones are funny, but they're still even like super easy names that he just messed up too. It, it, it's, it's, it's very entertaining. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So we will try to get him on one time just for hockey name of the day. Uh, he won't go into any of bolts broadcast stuff because he's a little oblivious when it comes to the Tampa Bay lightning. But when we do a hockey name of the day, I'll, I'll try to bring him on and you can just see how terrible he is in comparison to me. So just be thankful that I'm here and I'm only slightly butchering these names, but, uh, this week we have Sander Vold Angbrotten. 
How about that? How about yeah, that? I'm pretty much, yeah. So, Sanderfold nice. Angerbraten, he is a Norwegian-born defenseman, actually. Uh, an 18-year-old kid playing in the top Norwegian league, uh, putting up some decent points, you know, for just a kid. He's got eight points, two goals, six assists through 24 games. Uh, but, you know, being a six-foot, 172-pound right-shot defenseman playing, you know, in a league like this, uh, at that age, it, it is impressive. Um, he, he's not someone who's, who's necessarily on the draft radar, but he'll be a player who plays internationally for the U-20 team for Norway once they can kick under again or kick it off again. Um, he'll play for the men's team going forward. He's already, you know, he's already played some U-20 games, um, so like, he's clearly got the talent. But he's a decent player. He, he could make a good career over in Europe. Maybe he sees himself in the NHL one day if he continues to develop. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if you see him in a league like Sweden or Finland here coming up pretty soon. I think it would be awesome to see Sander come over to the NHL because I mean, we always talk about how uh, we would love to see these crazy names on the back of the jerseys. Well, this one's even better. You got the little, what is that? That's not an umlaut over the A. What's that? Just a, I don't a know. circle. I don't know <laughs> what it's called in their language. It, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a circle above the, the letter A. I don't know what it's called in that language. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I, I think having this name on the back of an NHL jersey would be absolutely sweet. So we'll have to keep an eye on it, but very cool name, uh, a fun one for a hockey name of the day. But Chase, that's going to do it for the episode. I will have you let everyone know about how they can stay up to date with us, and then we can get out of here. Sounds good. So if you would like to go on Patreon, you know, we'd really appreciate it. You can show support that way. Uh, show us that you're interested in more content from the Hockey Podcast Network. It doesn't support just us, supports the whole network. So if you want to check any of that out, go right ahead. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Then you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, you can follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. You can get our football talk over there. Uh, you know, we've got one more episode uh, to record, you know, of like the actual football season. Then after that, we'll be going to a lot of offseason talk. Uh, you know, there's been some breaking news stuff going on. We're going to have to talk pretty heavily about that. We'll do some do some draft free agency stuff. So if you're interested in football, go check that out. But if you're not, then still, you know, go follow us on Twitter and Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet uh, so you can get in on any giveaways or contests that they're doing. If you want to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, you can find all the podcasts within the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, if you could rate us five stars, if, if you like what we do, which who doesn't like what we do, uh, you know, send your questions, comments, concerns to us. You can send it on Twitter, email us. You can uh, call me, fax me. And don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up at DraftKings for exclusive offers. Absolutely. And Chase, speaking of DraftKings, what about that Conor McGregor fight? Crazy. We're going to have to talk about that a little bit on the WNP Sports Pod. Uh, so if you guys want to hear about that, great. You can check that out. And also Matthew Stafford. Parting ways with the Lions. Crazy stuff. But uh, good episodes for both shows. One coming on Thursday for the Bolts broadcast. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye.